okay. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out with me. Watch out with me. White linen. Big old sunshades. I, 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 want, I want some Eddie, somewhere Eddie, on my person. Some uh, Eddie Murphy leather on this bitch. Boy, <laughs> he got a he got an eight ball somewhere on his person. If you know this show like we think that you want to know this show, you should understand that if there's no intro, it only means one thing. Tournament time, you bitch. Absolutely. It's hot fun in the summertime. Another Broken Pistol Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop tournament. Mm-hmm. And it's hot outside, man. This it's is real hot outside. Hundreds plus heat advisory. One day we get dry, one day we get moist, pause. Pause. And I don't care, it's still a hundred plus, it's just hot. Like the weatherman forecast for uh air fryer. Yo, bruh. I was bruh. watching, I was watching the news, and they had a weather forecast. And up in McKinney, Texas, they had the numbers 101, 105 with no gaps. I saw that. I was like, oh, McKinney's McKinney's not here anymore. (laughs) And the weatherman said, everybody's dead in McKinney. (laughs) Everybody. It's over with. They've melted. (laughs) That's (laughs) not Cajun. That's burnt. That's Thanos dust. I am wood. You stay classy, internet. I'm Swab of Burgundy. Yes, he is. This, today, yeah. this is the Mr. SummerSlam tournament. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. The WrestleMania of the summertime, it might as well be. I wish they would go back to doing like a centralized location because that little stretch they had at uh, at Barclays. Oh. Yeah. Chef's kiss. I mean... Hey, look, if you can work a deal out where you get a venue to say, look, we're going to make this a thing. I mean, come on, that's Brooklyn. You you know the East Coast. Gets, Brooklyn, gets a, Brooklyn. Yeah, all of that. And you know the East Coast gets certain preferential treatment with things like this. So, of course, if you can make that happen. But then at the same time, you know, California got that love, too, a little bit. You, you dig? I mean, hot fun, hot fun in the summertime. You know what I'm saying? Texas can handle handle you know SummerSlam traffic. I mean, there's numerous places here, not just Dallas area, not just Houston, but we talking like Austin and San Antonio. San Antonio will be live for SummerSlam. San Antonio been getting Royal Rumbles though, so I, I'm not going to sign off on them getting no extras. I'm talking about for us. I ain't worried about everybody else. Well, Let sure. everybody else fend for themselves. I'm talking about this area. I'm after yeah, you. Have, you, you have to start rolling out the red carpet every time we mention Dallas. When I come back to this thing, this is my last, nothing but activity yeah. like Step Brothers. This is my last podcast being filmed from the lovely abode of the Sportatorium parking lot. It's like the end of an era, but. the that saga continues because it's only bigger and better from here. This motherfucker just threw a Molotov cocktail into the sportatorium while Mark Lawrence was signing off. <laughs> like, you make me sick. You sicken me. From Kenny's had we industrial. Not, had we not 
Have we not learned how to do this show through the pandemic and the way that we have constructed it now? This would be the end of it. Yo, the fact that no, I, I'm we we were talking before in pre-roll about getting pre-roll and bump well jumbling it up and adding it to like a like a bundle, if you will. Yeah, yeah clean it up. One of one of the uh, moments that stick out more than anything was the fact that when we were actually still doing shows side by side, yeah, we literally we literally stopped our show while we were recording it, added yeah. more audio to it, and watched how the world shut down in front of us. We were sitting next <laughs> to each other when they started stopping NBA games right dead in their fucking tracks. <laughs> During Gobert had just fucked everything up for everybody, and the next thing you know, ah, oh, damn. As a whole new meaning to the term March Madness, boy, 2020 it, was a motherfucker. Think I might need to get home. <laughs> Is this gonna be the last? You know what's what? All right, man. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go get to the highs. We got enough for this episode. We gonna go to the highs. Piss of bushes. Many, many heads up. <laughs> And then hundreds and thousands of dollars later. Oh man, yeah. Well, we we, we, have, we have continued to bring the funk like no other, and we we are still here. Others have tried, they have failed. We have Miserably. continued to bring you nothing but the good shit. Nothing but the good shit. This one, you naysayers, will be no different. Nah. <laughs> None. Ah oh, man, this year will be the 36th installment of SummerSlam. Yeah, ho. And I believe, I believe this is the 36th consecutive installment of SummerSlam. Mafia. I and mean, we ain't took no SummerSlams off. Not, see, that's the thing. They, I think, their Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble hasn't either since '88. The I, the big four. You don't you don't have any any gaps in the big four, and if you don't know what the big four are, first of all, shame on you. But second of all, welcome to your home for for learning. We're gonna get you up to speed because we can't have you out here saying that you listen to our podcast and you're still walking around dumb as shit. <laughs> SummerSlam, uh huh. Survivor Series, tell them. Royal Rumble, yes. And Merry Christmas is WrestleMania. The granddaddy of them all. The day after WrestleMania, which is usually a Monday, we <laughs> call that New Year's Day for pro wrestling fans. It's like the beginning of the fiscal calendar for wrestling fans, if you will. Money in the Bank became the big five because there was effort put into it to make it the fifth pay-per-view. And it's usually around the same time, but not necessarily in the same like block. Like, it's like a month or two, give or take, but not always at the same time the other ones you can pretty much like clockwork tell where they're going to fall it's the hyperactive cousin of the big four because yep. it's like they never really stay in the same place there's always some extra shit going on it's just you know they're, they're family but they also don't leave them in the kitchen with your man baby go in there and fix this plate <laughs> <laughs> go, go on in there, see about your husband, baby. Don't leave her. Don't leave him in there with her. We were we were talking about the West Coast. We were talking about she, uh, she fast Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Ooh. Brooklyn. We are we we completely forgot that. Even though we talk about the stretch that Brooklyn had, 
Brooklyn mm-hmm. doesn't have a stretch if not LA having a stretch. LA, LA, LA was it. LA, and 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 11 12. 12. <laughs> do, wow. Do, do your numbers. You know um, what I'm saying? Like, look, we ain't playing no games. So, yeah, SummerSlam has been outside. Okay, if you had to pick another place, home bias out. Where would you have the next stretch of SummerSlams be? Ooh, that's rough. That is rough for a number of reasons. One, we are in the hottest time ever in terms of like climate. So the places I'm thinking about would have you outside and up in this. Okay, mixtape it. Mixtape it before the tournament. All right, so top it's five just extra places. Don't worry about it. It's free. Top five places for me. And you can you can even overlap with this one. Top five places for me. Okay. No particular order for SummerSlam. Not named Dallas, Brooklyn, or LA. You ready? You can include Dallas now that you're gonna you gonna make it a we gonna, now that we're gonna make it a mixtape, you can definitely include DFW. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so here's what I would do. If we're gonna include DFW, I'm gonna give you two for one because everything's right. bigger in Texas. Right. Alternate years, give you a four-year run. Dallas at the American Airlines Center, Fort Worth at Dickies. I've never been to Dickies to know what the difference is as far as in venue. Capacity but, uh, differences are roughly about a thousand. Okay. So it's uh, not it's not it's not not enough to really uh not enough to really call it like a lesser than venue because you're having smackdowns in there. Yeah, they had a pay-per-view. Wasn't uh the first money in the bank money in the after bank. pandemic yep. was yep. that yeah was that Dickie's Arena so yeah same same we alternating or you just gonna do yours I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run mine real quick do your thing uh, just because of the nostalgia I would probably go with Charlotte Charlotte North Carolina Charlotte North Carolina uh, has has grown in population 33% over the last 15 years and mm-hmm. is a hotbed for legendary wrestlers. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Ric Flair, some guy named Kenny. Um, there's a number of professional wrestlers that live. In, oh, Ron the Truth Killings, the, 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 the person with the most world title reigns in the history of pro wrestling that I recognized. Can Don't, we give my dog back don't get it twisted. Like he's he's more than just a, 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 a social media. Like I, like I know he's 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 healing from an injury, but you know I, I need to I need to see bro back on TV because we need that. Absolutely. So we've got DFW. We've got Charlotte. Uh, I like Nashville. Nashville is, is coming up on a, on a, sur- a resurgence of uh, of like popularity outside of just like the country music scene. And their downtown is starting to flourish a little bit. And that area, like that city is growing and by leaps and bounds. So it's a little bit of a southern theme there. So Nashville, DFW, Charlotte so far. All right. Now let's have a little fun. Why not? Mm, I don't know. Orlando? Obvious reasons. The home of WWE, a.k.a. or, or home of WWE South, a.k.a. NXT. Uh, that would be a fun one to have because you can incorporate not just 
a uh, NXT TakeOver, but you can also use NXT talent on an actual SummerSlam and it'd be okay because everybody's at home. It's the equivalent of the McMahons having a WrestleMania in New York City. So Orlando will be number four. Okay. Number five. Can you imagine in August? Can you imagine Denver with a SummerSlam? Like on a run? If people have gotten relaxed with their usage or the uh the idea of people partaking in a certain certain uh organic substance if you will in that area on top of psychedelics but can you imagine denver for a summer slam for i've been to denver recently i mm, i can here's the issue you're probably gonna have with that <clears throat> the nuggets are better than they ever were so summertime probably means you're competing financially as far as the people, the residents. You're you're competing with whatever they just did for the NBA playoffs. Well, well, you say that, but then you're starting the football season not even four weeks after SummerSlam. Which further makes my case. You got money tied up in the Nuggets. You got money to oh, and during the summer you got money tied up in the Rockies. Mm. So it's not not to say that you can't have it in Denver. All it means is that okay, what's there to do in Denver? Get Nothing. High, get high and watch sports. <laughs> At least if it's if it's me traveling, it's you're gonna be on on some foodie shit. You're going to partake of the supplies and you're going to watch a lot of sports. Let me ask you this. Off, just off the top of your head. Uh-huh. Is there any other market like Dallas where that has as much independent wrestling that's actually viable in the you U.S.? Have, uh, I mean, I would think I would think so. There are some cities on the East Coast that probably do probably maybe Philadelphia. Um, but we're talking I'll, like like there's at least a, a we'll say a dime worth in the DFW a dime worth of uh, promotions. Now, Texas I, is so much bigger per capita that yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have you're gonna have more because you have more right. But with the frequency of activity, because like, like there's some promotions that even we haven't heard of that are you know local. you're local yeah. Local. And but that's I don't know if that's our fault or that's their fault. But like LA, they have a they have a pretty oh pro wrestling for uh, was championship wrestling from Hollywood has been around for over twenty years. See what I'm saying? Like so, there's there's definitely there are definitely other places that have motion. PWG is another one, and all they do are just events. They do no TV. See? Hmm. Okay. So then there's that. And I, and I'll, both take, are, I'll take I'll take Denver though. I go to Denver. I know how to move around. Yeah. So so if you take Denver, that's one for you. Give me give me four more. No no no. I'm oh. not taking Denver. I'm just I'm saying I would <laughs> I would go accept to Denver. Denver if somebody told me. Gotcha. All right. So All right. Run, run your five. Atlanta. I like it. Especially because you got Cody Rose now, but you saw what happened in day one. 
there are a lot of wrestling fans in the state of Georgia. Of all generations, we're talking four generations worth. Easy. Generational. You have generational fan bases. So and now and why e- not? Even though you mentioned Cody, do not forget Austin Theory. You got to do something for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit. Like, at this point, like, are we not trying anymore? <laughs> so yeah, give give me Atlanta GA. Uh, give me give me a stretch in Chicago. I know that I know that Whoa, I know that that's... region. I know that region Ooh. is being pimped. I know it is, but still, Chicago it... has some of the best wrestling fans in all the world. It's a 30-day rule in, in venues, but that in particular cities, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a chess move. Absolutely. Uh, it's a, some it's of, a chess some, move. Some of the more else. serious angles in pro wrestling over the last 20 years have taken place in Chicago. And it's some wrestlers, like specifically uh, in Rosemont, uh, mm-hmm. Some wrestlers' favorite venue, some people's least favorite venue, but it's definitely one that's polarizing that can generate that raucous fan base. I like it. Keep going. Chicago, Atlanta, who else? Because of the stadium available, Phoenix. Here is my problem with Phoenix. What's that? Besides the 110 degree temperature? It is 10.06 p.m. Central Time as we do It's a dry heat, though. It's a dry heat. Heat is heat. You can open up an oven and get dry heat. I mean, this is is true, but you you ever been in Houston when it was over 100? Uh, Friday. (laughs) Exactly. So you know exactly what I mean when I say that. It is currently 103 with no humidity. This is where nosebleeds happen. I mean, is you trying to be outside in the summertime? Or is you not outside? No, it's, <laughs> it's hot everywhere. Where it's but, hot everywhere. But yeah, not for nothing. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice size market. Nice fan base, and the indoor st- in the in the indoor uh, stadium is dope. Uh, close enough to Vegas. Close enough to Cali. I, the the venue is really what I'm doing. It that for. that negates ooh ooh that negates the argument about the uh, playoffs and for the NFL. Keep going because we I, I know where you're going. And chances are because of Baron Corbin's prior stint with the Arizona Cardinals, there's probably going to be an opportunity for some tie-in. Absolutely. Who else you got? All right, so that was Atlanta, Chicago, Phoenix. Yep. <clears throat> Who I'm going to show some love to now? Mm. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go international because, you know, that's that's how, that's how we do needed. sometimes. Absolutely needed. Well, I'm actually going to go international twice because I, I had a surprise tucked away for the fifth. Give me Mexico at number four. Where in Mexico? Wherever they won't kidnap. Take Mexico off the table. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shit. I had to think about that myself. I was like, mm, where, where won't they snatch your ass? Because Triple Triple Mania was what in Tijuana like weekend before last? 
Wasn't Tijuana? Because I know they usually have it in Mexico yeah. City, but do they do they travel with it? It was Tijuana. Okay, because that's where the 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 callus. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where that happened. The beat down. Sure. That was T. That was Tijuana. Okay. So give me. I ain't gonna say no shit like Juarez. Um, where 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 did they where did they play Monday Night Football? Mexico City. There. I mean Mexico City. Eleven million people. I mean. Mexico City. Makes Bing. sense. Bing bong. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so now here's the one. This is the one I really want. If we're gonna do a stretch of Summer Slams anywhere, get me my passport stamped and take me to Montreal, Canada. Montreal? Montreal fucking all. <laughs> take me to Bizarro World. <laughs> wow. Cause I want shit to go off the fucking rails. Wow. I want chaos. I want absolute chaos. I want you to have to work. I want the writing team to have to work. I want the talent to have to be able to pivot and work on the fly. Cause Bizarro World ain't just gonna take anything you give. Them. Yep. It's just like being in New York. Yep. And you're not gonna be able to just give me anything and call it sushi. <laughs> just because you rolled it before yeah, you got just out. Just because it's rice, you know, rice fish, and seaweed don't mean that that it's in there in a, in a proper the proper context. Like you ain't gonna use no Uncle Ben's. And wrap it in some some green seaweed and serve it to me and call it a a delicacy. This, this is not sticky rice, you bastard. <laughs> what is this? This ain't yum yum sauce. I'm not eating this. This is unidentified. <laughs> Away with you. Uh, I'm gonna give you one more as an honorable mention. Okay, who you got? WWE's home forever and ever has been Madison Square Garden. Correct. Mm-hmm. Or so I've heard. Las Vegas has a Madison Square Garden arena arena being built. It Las should be Vegas. open in I think next year or two. It's called the Sphere. Yeah. Oh, be- they already they're already leveraging for an event there, but yes, that is a great that's a great point. Do five years at the Sphere. Okay, okay. Um and that and that'll completely negate the uh, the T-Mobile Arena aspect of anything popping off there. <laughs> Since you got a bonus cut, uh, did you put something in Miami? No, I didn't. Well, allow me to do that. I'm going to put SummerSlam in Miami for about four years. No matter how you call it, we the best. <laughs> so that's that's the SummerSlam mixtape venue venues and whatnot <laughs> we helping y'all on the business side and on the entertainment side because you know what i mean for a nominal fee soon to be a phenomenal fee we will take some of this broken pencil knowledge and put it on your plate we like the kind that jingle but prefer the kind that folds please zell me mine <laughs> speaking of I'm about done yeah. with Cash App. You about to get zero on everything, <laughs> everything, everything. <laughs> you ain't gonna make you ain't gonna make me feel no type of way by doing that either. You, we doing each other a solid. I keep it. I keep Cash App for the community that ain't really all the way um, near the wells. No, uh, I don't call degenerates. Them they're, they're sending me money, so I don't want to call them that. But they're the people who have not completely bought into the idea of banking. Credit unconscious. D- woke, there you go. woke but sleep. <laughs> oh, 
the financially handicapped. <laughs> it capacitated more like it. <laughs> Bruh, yeah. All right. Hey, long as long as the money clear, we good. That that's a that's enough lead in, man. You you ready to get this thing knocked off? Man, it's tournament time. That was damn near a whole nother show by itself. Man, break that bitch up. man, it's because this this is what we do. We give you content, fam. I mean, uh, content is king, and you see where the crowns is at. All right, man, break down the rules, man. I'm gonna get this get this uh, this bracket pulled up here. All right, Pete. For those of you who know about Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show infused with hip hop tournaments, you know that we don't do anything without doing our due diligence. That means there is a formula. Yeah, ho. There is a formula that that will show you how we are calculating wins and losses as we go through this tournament. So, to qualify for this tournament, you must have main evented a minimum of three SummerSlams. Three. You need three main events. And 35 SummerSlams, you need to rack up three of them boys. You need to have main evented SummerSlam three times over the course of these last 35 to get into the tournament. Period. We will be deciding winners based on Match and story quality. Matches. Matches. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. The match in the tournament or the match uh, the matches from the, the pre- matches that belong on that person's resume. There we go. Okay. Matches. So we're we're, ju- we we're it takes three main events, but you may not have main evented every SummerSlam you on, but you got three, so that's how you got in the tournament. We're gonna look look at your body of work, gonna look at your resume and examine it and see if you know it's got some communicable diseases or you got a clean bill of health okay okay i'm with it memorable moments did you do anything at SummerSlam that we remember do you have something that is locked in the memory banks of wrestling fans across the world if you listen to the mr nxt tournament we did a good job of bringing memories back to life this will be mm-hmm. no different. Continue. Tread treadmill. We we call it we call it podcasting treadmill. We be jogging your memory. And like your win loss record. It does not matter if you main evented seven WrestleManias if you lost them all. <laughs> that means you're able to get booked. Good for you. <laughs> you're a you're a really high level enhancement guy. <laughs> Favorite it even. Ah. You know, say but that's it so we're gonna when we look at everybody's body of work you know how it goes round one we give backstory we show love to everybody's resume so everybody knows who's competing against who and then as we go forward we move with a lot more pace this one's a little bit different in the sense that this is not a normal 8 16 32 64 man tournament no 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 for those who had three main events and there's there's a conversation to be had you made mention about this before we got to got to going here about uh two in particular suave mm-hmm. warrior and so, savage what, what was your, what was the argument here 
So there are two individuals that are borderline outliers. There's the Ultimate Warrior, who main evented SummerSlam in 1990, 91, and as a co-main event, 1992. Wasn't the match that closed the show, but it was promoted as a co-main event. So we had the conversation of like, okay, technically he's got three. Does he get in? Well, the other person who occupies that same rarefied air is Macho Man Randy Savage, who main evented 88, 89, and with the Ultimate Warrior, 1992. So, so. <laughs> we felt like we had to figure out one, if either one of them would be eligible and two, which of those two would we put into the bracket? Personally, talk your talk. Personally, I prefer Savage because of the stories, we savage. well, more so because of the stories that lined up going into SummerSlam. Regardless of the fact that they're winning, they, they're going against each other because that's the only time that Warrior really had a story that, that was worth a damn. Now, mind you, in in '88, it's the Mega Powers, so it's Hogan and Savage versus the Mega Bucks, being um, DBIC and Andre. Yeah, DBIC and Andre with Jesse the Body Ventura as a special guest referee. Then the following year, 89, it's the opposite. It's Beefcake and Hogan. Brutus the Barber. Beefcake, the Barber. For those yep. who don't know. Strutting and cutting. And, and, and Good Try Terry versus Randy Savage. And Zeus, well, Tiny. Lister. No, 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 no. Tommy, oh, yeah, they, Tiny, they never did, Zeus, They never Lister. did say his real name out loud. So, Tom, yeah, yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lister. Zeus, Lister. Yeah. I, I was about to go like way digging in the crates and pull out his government name. Yeah, Tommy Lister. Yeah, but they never used Tommy. That's no, the they, always, they, they always use Tiny Zeus. Like, how you gonna have two nicknames? It's like you. <laughs> well, I didn't want to try to do the tongue twister of Tommy Tiny Zeus Lister. <laughs> Junior. <laughs> Junior. 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 <laughs> well, you your daddy, son. Oh. Uh, and then uh, 92 is, is a, is a uh, WWF championship defense against the Ultimate Warrior that has an undertone of Ric Flair being involved and some some uh, suspense storyline-wise for Mr. Perfect. Here Here's the black eye for me. Okay. The reason why I put Savage in <clears throat> over Warrior is because the Rick Rude match did nothing for Rick Rude but send him packing to WCW. The 1990 match? Correct against uh ultimate warrior i look at that especially in in with hindsight being the way it is if rude's on his way out for whatever reason and you absolutely have to want to need to try to get the ultimate warrior over who else were you going to put him in the ring with in 1990 they already have a history dating back to wrestlemania 4 
and they have history so it makes sense like the one guy who hung a loss on the ultimate warrior during that intercontinental title reign was who ravishing rick rude Rude, so when when the ultimate warrior becomes world champion who is the first person you're going to put him in there with a person who's beat him before because there's there's the air, there's the suspension of disbelief. You don't believe he's unbeatable because you put him in there with someone who beat him recently. Now here here's a problem with me wanting Savage over a warrior, and then you you talking this talk right here about that about that uh, that uh, that rude match. Okay. In that time frame, when you wanted to get rid of somebody and say the feud is over with forever, you did a steel cage match. This was that. This was the, the 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 final period on the last sheet of paper of your college essay. Rude jumped off the top of that bitch twice. But this ain't this ain't this is not a campaign for Rick Rude. He's not in this tournament. No, he's it's, not at all. It, it's Jim Helwig who. But, okay, but if we're gonna talk about 1990, 1991 is where he tried to hold Vince up for 200 grand. And, and they had the conversation about do we need to break his legs while he's out here? And then he, he ended up he ended up chasing whoever back to the uh, chase Adnan and Sheik, chase them back up the up the up ramp, the ramp. Or down the aisle in Madison Square Garden and was promptly fired as soon as he came through the curtain. <laughs> so it's not like all of these are like super grandiose situations. And then uh, nineteen ninety two was just like I guess they didn't want to do. Savage Flair too. It wasn't the it wasn't the same warrior either. This wasn't the warrior that, that came in and ended up winning two belts at Mania. Like this is not the this, same person. This this was this was a uh, a decycled Ultimate Warrior, not recycled, <laughs> decycled. And so the the edge out here is the fact that Savage's body of work for SummerSlam, leading up to the match between he and Warrior, maintained it, held up over the years. While Warriors just marred, just marred with nonsense. I mean, War- Warriors never gonna win Wrestler of the Year. He he might win Personality of the Year, and that's <laughs> until you get a feel for what his personality did away from the ring. Um, the even, only thing even, that even his in character conversations were you know remnants of uh, Bruiser Brody. <laughs> massive co- massive cocaine use. That, that's what it was. I breathe the air that smells of combat. Oh yeah, that's that's dust. That's a whole lot of dust. I can see it in the air. I breathe the. Air. Yeah, yeah. That's not. A, I didn't make that up. That's no, I know you quote. didn't. I know you didn't. But that's. The- I call. I call CG right now and say, "Hey, run off the top five ultimate warrior quotes that we didn't ever just volleyed back and forth in the studio and i guarantee you one of them that comes out i breathe the air that smells of combat that sounds like an episode (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like an episode live live from creative genius uh labs (laughs) do, do you do you feel me and do you understand but it's neither one of them has like a a gigantic resume as far as SummerSlam because Savage gets two tag matches and then he gets a match with Warrior. That's but it's not WrestleMania. It's but, not WrestleMania seven. Who's in the matches and how did they happen? You see what I'm saying? Like okay, it's Savage. 
That, no, for real. <laughs> when you said that, it became sad. That's literally the criteria right there. Who's in the matches? How did they happen? <laughs> like kindergarten cop. Who is your daddy and what does he do? It's Savage. Savage in. All right. So all that just to get Savage into this tournament, which is a 12-man yeah. tournament. <laughs> we can we can feel content like nobody's business. You know how much space we just filled? Uh, I can tell you, actually. Let's see here. That was about 15 minutes. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> with, a lobby, with the rules and lobbying for Savage. Um, oh, yeah. We have eight, eight people. Eight men in the first round of the tournament. Uh-huh. The winner of these matches take on another four, which gets you to our quarterfinal round. Now, here's what's what's interesting. As per usual, broken pencil rules, they're in no particular ranking or order. These were shuffled. Yeah, we, don't, we don't do that. I literally put all the names in the hat, kept shuffling. Suave said stop. And here we go and put them put them on the sheet for your listening pleasure. That's it. Scrape like that. Scrape like that. Scrape like that. Suave, are you ready? I am ready. I think it's time to run this tournament. In our first round. Oh, this is a good one here. This our first round matchups. Like our very first matchups of the night. These are curtain jerkers, if you will. Boy. What you got? What you got, my boy? Undertaker versus Edge. Oh my god. <laughs> these are two people. I mean, honestly, any any one of these 12 have the capability of running rough shot through the tournament. Wh- which one you which one you want to talk about first? <sighs> I, <sighs> I don't know. Cuz like Ed- Edge was like in the moment you didn't realize Edge was the MVP. It's kind of like Triple H in like 2002. You didn't realize he was the MVP until you look back on the body of work and be like, you know what? He was pretty damn special. First first SummerSlam main event, it was Edge versus John Cena, WWE Championship, TD Bankworth Garden, Boston Mass. So you don't walked in the most hostile of environments. <laughs> <laughs> With in the, the most <laughs> hostile of environments, fam. And and it's and you're not supposed to win. But what happened? He he walked out that bit. <laughs> he walked out that bit. <laughs> then you come back, get you another main and, event, and, 2008. And, and mind you, he had he had red hot heated leader with him too. So this is live sex celebration. Well, this did, is the wait, tour. Did, didn't that happen the mo- on Monday Night Raw after? Yes. <laughs> there's there's one story lead right there. All right. So, 2006 was turned up for Edge from literally from, from the jump. word go. <laughs> from the jump. Here here's a kicker. Okay. In 2008, Hell in a Cell. These two people went against each other. Mm-hmm. And it was a killer. Mm-hmm. And it's Taker's match. Taker wins. No surprise there. I mean, it's hell in a cell. You gonna you you gonna have to be in rarefied air to get a W. And I, I beg I I kind of beg the argument that the only reason Shawn Michaels went over is because Kane was debuting. <laughs> because o- otherwise you don't fucking believe it. 
Yeah. Like me now. Now, keep in mind, Shawn Michaels is one of my favorite in-ring performers of all time. <laughs> but remember, I, and, and on our Mr. NXT tournament, we talked about the varying levels of Shawn Michaels over the years. So this is this is '97 HBK. He outside, mm-hmm. top top of his game, top of the industry. This is one of the. This might be the third or fourth match in their saga. But if that cage door never opens and and Shawn Michaels has no reason to go up to the top and back and then come back in and then Kane's not coming out to, to build on that story, there's nothing that tells me that Shawn Michaels wasn't going to get anything other than his ass thoroughly kicked. <laughs> Me, Did you see the chair shot he ate before the lights went off? Oh man, that other one of the many reasons outside of the 18th the dome piece that Mick took. One of the many reasons why we don't we, why we don't see unprotected ass chair shots to the dome piece anymore. That's got it, man. That's a mixtape. That's the one we need. <laughs> well, well, we ass chair shots to the dome piece. The eight the eight man yes. tournament. Amen. <laughs> hey, we can find we can find sixteen of those and get the worst one. We can put a pin in that. There, there's there's another uh, soundbite for you too. The A man, A man. <laughs> Saw what happened to me. <laughs> hey, uh, but here here's where Edge lost me. Where? And I believe it was 2010. It's not his fault. <laughs> kind of <kinda laughs> is. I mean, no. Kinda before is. you do that, how? <laughs> how you gonna put that on him? So again. The 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 meaning the meaning of the match, like the the story is good, but like it's what we're talking about is a seven on seven elimination tag team tournament between WWE and Nexus. Mm-hmm. And in this match, Edge lost to or was pinned by Heath Slater. No one really knew or cared about what Heath Slater did and what Matt what was crazy was he eliminated Chris Jericho and Edge in less than 30 seconds of each other that's wild Chris Jericho and Edge within 30 seconds of each other and if they would have just allowed John Cena to finish what had been started I, I get I am under the impression that at least 80% of Nexus would still be in WWE right now. Who who is? Oh, Tonga's in the legal team. If Wade Barrett's said, doing commentary. Barrett's doing commentary. Uh, after that. Let's see here. Michael, Slater's Michael, gone. Tarver's Tech, MIA. Yeah, Tarver's out of there. We don't even, we don't even, we don't even talk about Skip Sheffield, bitch ass. Uh, Justin what, Gabriel. What, is, what, what did he do to you? Don't do this. Don't don't. You don't do this. What? what right, right back, right back. Your friend. I don't know the guy. Never <laughs> met him. <laughs> Charles Barkley status. You see what I'm saying? Like you just be beefing with random athletes and celebrities. Like I don't mind it. Just tell me why. Why not? That's not a. <laughs> that's not an acceptable response, bro. I'm a child. If we get questioned by child. the authorities, 
What they gonna What they gonna do? I'm a grown ass man. What they gonna do? Who won't check me? Anyway, back back on task before we <laughs> been listening to Hustle Gang. What the fuck going on with you? Hey, hey, you should have bought a pizza. <laughs> now that's funny. Now that is that is funny. I don't care what anybody says. Um, Mace, you did Mace, you did God's work right then because you told the truth. Oh man. Yeah, so we got we got Taker uh as as a champion against Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels special guest referee. We also have Taker versus Taker. Ooh, there's a black eye. Taker versus Brian Lee. I mean, I I get it that you see it as a black eye. I just see it as you can count, you know. That's an extra main event. It it, it 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 definitely was a main event. That's for sure. And Look, every everything that was done before the Attitude Era was not always good, but it was there. It was you definitely. had food on the table, whether or not you wanted to eat. And Taker had a couple of more too. He had a championship had a match versus them. Austin. Mm-hmm. Ninety-eight. Where. <laughs> Where Bo, uh, he knocked Austin damn near completely unconscious <laughs> with, with the back of his head. And then, oh, and then we had uh, Taker versus Brock. Which the, time? Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking 2015, the, the technical submission. This is true. I'm scrolling. I'm stro- strolling. Yeah, you on point. We hey, we got plenty. We got plenty Undertaker uh, appearances. Uh, and, and of course, the, the, the story the story there was redemption for Brock taking uh, the the W at uh, WrestleMania 30. Even though this was like two years later or a year and a half later. Yeah, he, he's coming back to to avenge the streak. So that means we have 94. We've got 97. 98. Uh, what else? Then that's is that his last one until Edge? Yep, that's his last. That's his last main event until Edge, right? Because we had a little stint with Bubba Red there, right? So that's three, four with Edge. Edge is his fourth, and then Brock is the fifth. Mm -hmm. I gotta go take her. I got the yeah, I'm about to say, I got I got take her all day with this one, and and the only wait, wait, wait. Do this for me. How many? Cause I know we know Edge lost to, to Taker. He beat Cena, and he, he got lost. Beat. To, he lost uh, to Heath Slater. Okay, so he's one and two. Taker is what he won ninety four, lost ninety seven. Uh, SummerSlam ninety eight. He lost ninety eight. Beat Edge. So three and two. There's your record. He, he beat Brock? Yeah. Technical submission. Gotcha. Bingo. Oh, and that's the disputed finish. Okay. Three, mm-hmm. three, two to one, two. Okay. Taker. Taker it is. All right. And thank you, Dr. Calloway. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh, yeah, there we go. I wish that thing would advance. Um let me see if I can get this to, to do what I wanted to do. Oh, there we go. 
Bam. Ah, look at me yeah. working. All right. All right, next round. Next round. What you got? All right, what you got? Ooh, man. Another another one. I don't think they really had a rivalry that uh, they they should have had, but one of his proteges definitely did. I mean, they and they battled too. Kind of. Oh, it is Triple H. Triple H. John Cena. Ooh. Ooh. So Cena has a streak here. Like of he, course he does. He he's he's in the mix for quite a few of these. Starting in 06 through the rest of the life. The rest of the decade. <laughs> now he has some gaps because of injury. Like uh 2009, he wasn't there. Um uh, not in the main event at least. Um but that man, but he was like the I'm po- starting to feel like some of those gaps, those injury gaps, are like they just gave him an, an injury because hell, it's the only way you can get him off TV. Nobody was gonna buy that shit that he was on vacation. <laughs> didn't we get uh didn't we even get like like in a non-main event KO versus Cena at uh at SummerSlam? When Cena, nah, that's um KO versus that's a elimination chamber. Was that elimination chamber? I think when Cena or when, uh, when when KO came in as, I, as the NXT champion, yeah, during the summer, yeah, that's that elimination chamber where they they had the Intercontinental title on the line. So you're you're aforementioned Ryback. That was that. <laughs> so here here's a problem with Cena off the top. You ready? I remember because I was in Vegas for that. What's the problem with Cena? What what's, what's the problem? 2014 SummerSlam. What's that famous for? A memorable moment of him getting dog walked, <laughs> so it it checks the box of one of the criteria. One one of the best merchandises, uh, best pieces, best pieces of merchandise to ever come out of a particular event happened at the hands of Brock Lesnar to John Cena, Suplex City. That was in 2014. Um, his, his sweat is mixed in the foundation that was poured to make Suplex City. <laughs> it literally is is the the viscosity of Suplex City. Um, so, so it's not it's not as much of a of an L as you might want to think it is. To, it, it actually helps him in this case. I say yeah, he he lo- he lost the match, but he won the war. <laughs> Factual. <laughs> Factual. <laughs> Uh, 2013, the year before that. This is uh, right. This is the year before the network kicked uh, kicks off, and you had mm-hmm. Cena versus Daniel Bryan, and Triple H was the uh, special guest referee. And then afterwards, you had uh, Daniel Bryan against Randy Orton, again with Triple H as a special guest referee. As part of Orton's Money in the Bank cash in, so Cena loses to to Daniel Bryan, only for Orton to have a cash in. This, I mean, another loss, but you're in the middle of a shitstorm, and I think the story here was the fact that Cena and and Daniel Bryan were dating uh, sisters, which, of course, they're WWE. Uh, faithful. And all we, all we ever got out of that was a damn uh, reality show. 
And here's what's crazy. Post CM Punk leaving after beating Cena in Chicago, taking the belt, throwing it in the refrigerator as his contract expired that night. He comes back three weeks later on Monday Night Raw with his belt after Cena is basically being told that he is now the the basically the champion because Punk ain't there and Punk comes back. So now the story is who's the real world champion? Sound familiar? It's happening right now. Okay, just as long as we're keeping score at all. So SummerSlam 2011, it's Punk and Cena in LA. Once again, your special guest referee, Triple H. And CM Punk beats John Cena. Damn, that's <laughs> Jesus, this man is losing. And uh then we get a cash in from uh, Alberto Del Rio for the WWE Championship. Um Cena also involved in, in the Nexus versus WWE angle. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see here. Cena versus Orton. Probably for the first real time. And uh, which happened in, I believe that was 07. I believe that was 07. And Cena was the champion at, at that time. Let's see here. Yep. Yep. Cena won. Yep. So there's a there's a win for him there. Oh, and Cena also won the the Nexus uh, Nexus tag match too. Um, Edge versus Cena in 2006, Boston. We talked about that one already. Like this is a huge resume. Edge loses. I'm sorry, Edge, Edge wins against uh, Cena. So like the the whole you don't win at home shit pops off right here in Boston. Even though Cena does make a couple of key wins in Boston, just not in SummerSlam. Uh, Cena has only won two matches of all the ones I've named off at SummerSlam in which he was a main event. And then we can even go to 2021 against you. I guess this is your daily acknowledgement right here. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. Tribal Chief head of the table and WWE Grand Champion Roman Reigns dog walked the shit out of John Cena uh, for the summer of uh, summer of Cena, if you will. I Vegas. think we, we've made a fantastic case that Cena hasn't buried quite as many people as we might think. No, he's actually he's actually got a plastic shovel. Definitely <clears throat> ain't golden. And, and, and in fact, it just it just it just feels that way when you when he starts cutting some of these promos. And then the other person in this would be Triple H. Now Triple H has a few three three main event matches. Mm-hmm. But one classic that is not. Was that? It said three main event matches and one classic that is not. But you also have him in the middle of two key storylines and shit back to back. Actually, he has four because he uh he had that no DQ match against Brock too. But in uh so he had uh he was a referee in eleven and a referee in thirteen. And then the Brock match was in twelve. Uh, we, we, is we counting refereeing? Story, story, but because he wasn't the main event, even though he wasn't a match, he wasn't the main event. I'm finna toss his motherfucking ass on a technicality just for that. <laughs> just because you said that shit, he out. <laughs> Done. I'm not even. Look, I'm not even finna do. No, we, no, no, no. If that's how he snuck through, then I, that's a mistake on my part. Get him out of no, here. No, that's not. That's not how you how you snuck through because he definitely did get three matches in there. He got the okay. uh, Brock Brock and uh, Brock versus uh, Triple H. He had okay. the uh, the Elimination Chamber in 03. 
and then uh, tri- triple, threat. triple threat. Yep, and that was for say you all. You almost got him escorted out. <laughs> I, don't do don't do that. You almost got him walked to his car. We, now I can talk about his classic in '98 with The Rock in Madison Square Garden, the ladder match for the Intercontinental Title. Yes. That was when. That's the, all I have to say. Get, get on the cock, pause, and go watch it. I'm not going to sell it to you no more than that. Yeah, yeah, because it's not a main event. So, but you should go watch it still. And two main event talent. In fact, the next year, um, he he's in the main event. So there, there you have it. Um, and then two years later, you got the next big thing. Well, and not and no Brock Lesnar, uh, and Kurt Angle, and then Triple H and The Rock in the main event with Kurt Angle. So it's like. Like wow! Like what? Is that what? the one where Kurt Angle got knocked unconscious? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thanks, trips. <laughs> it's not. It's not his fault. We just you know, we have a good time. All right. So, Triple, Triple H. Uh, let's see here. I got Cena. You got Cena? I do. For Impact. Yeah. That man carried a decade. Uh, that man walked down a fucking decade. Let's keep it keep it real. That man walked down a decade. E- even even in losses. Even in losses. The matches that Triple H were in, like it go it goes to show you why in real time I I didn't have an appreciation for Triple H, but why I have an appreciation for him after the fact. You were tuned in to see Cena. Whether you loved him or hated him, you were tuned in to see Cena win, lose, or draw. He was like the rock of that generation. It, there's just a larger catalog, yep. and there are more there are more defining moments attached to that catalog, whether they're pro-Cena or against Cena, to ignore the impact. If you're a we throwing- didn't even talk about the we didn't even talk about the classic with AJ Styles. We didn't even bring that up. Was that SummerSlam? They have a class. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm over here on main event mode. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. In fact, it's kind of hard for them to to, to miss because they did. Yeah, they, uh, they don't miss. Yeah, they, that Royal Rumble match. Uh, three we, it was three weeks after what was that? Okada and uh, Omega. Uh, that was the answer to Okada Omega was was Triple H and AJ at, at the Royal Rumble in San Antonio. And man, that made me mad. I missed that actually going down there. You see. Yeah, that was that All was. I'm, saying, that I'm, was I'm taking Cena. Yeah, I, I I'm not mad at that. I'm taking Cena too. It's a more 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 impact, more long term impact, even in losses. Good one, good one. Here's some fun for you. Oh, here we go. Good try, Terry versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin, thank you and good night. <laughs> it ain't even close. It I'm not gonna waste close. no time with this. Oh man, Hogan! And, and, and you got to give the devil his due because he was carry, he was out here printing money when he was on. Hogan's three SummerSlam uh, appearances all came in tag matches that, and one of them didn't even matter it's because Suave explained that one earlier how Warrior ran to the back, and that was like <laughs> Eight, 88, 89, 91. That's it. But in all fairness. I mean, talk about Stone Cold, though. How much talking you really want to do about the largest grossing superstar in the history of WWF and E? 
we're only starting to we've only seen two people come close to those numbers as far as you know gross box office is roman uh merchandise sales more cena but no one's touched the ratings that were going on back when austin was driving trucks and zambonis into shit now here is here is the issue Warrior Nick surgeries. That was the issue. Otherwise, he'd have ran that bitch five years straight. And for that reason, he only made a main event at two Summer Slams. 98, 99. That's it. Oh, what you got? <laughs> well, hell, he may not. That's gonna count. That's gonna count off. If, if he has to be there for three, he he only he only made it for two. It's unfortunate. Slip through the cracks. Pause. Wor- worthy. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's awful for him. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> to, to someone who never mattered for SummerSlam. Needed one more. Get out of there. Good. I gotta now. Gotta stick with the rules. I, I left. I left him in there because of the body of work for the two matches that he did have. They, I mean, they shit without on, a doubt. They 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 shit on a lot of them, and it, it's it's perfect that it lined up with Hogan because he shits on Hogan's dichotomy I'll, of, of I'll work. I'll take nine. I'll take ninety eight over eighty eight and eighty nine and ninety. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good try. Terry wasn't in ninety, but take well, two. Well, oh, oh, sorry, ninety one. I'm sorry, ninety one. But yeah, true. I take that one match over the three that he's in, but because we made rules. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. Ah. Well, there's that. As as Swave says, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. All right. So for. Speaking of tri- trifecta in a row, uh, who, who was the main event in two thousand? Oh, he, he's in, he's he's, he's in our next oh. he's in our next round. Got it. The Rock, Randy Orton. So with the with the Rock, we had Triple H and Kurt Angle, which we talked about, and a triple threat match for WWF Championship. In 01, the very next year, we had the rock bottom versus the bookend. The, the the not even yet the king, but at this point, he's the six-time WCW champion. Booker T. Uh, lo- uh, uh, losing to the Rock for the WCW oh, championship. Not to cut well to cut you off, but not to cut you off, but for this important piece of information. Hogan has a fourth, uh, uh, fourth main event assumption. Two thousand five against Shawn Michaels. Ah, I forgot all about that. And for no other reason than to see the performance of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> the su- that, su- that, su- super Supercell Shawn. That made me not feel bad about Austin not advancing because I mean he's only got two. So, but but Supercell yeah. Supercell Shawn though. <laughs> Everything must go. We stacking them deep and selling them cheap. 
Super, yeah, super Cell shot. I, I don't, I don't know how mad Hogan was after that match, but I know if I was, if I was wrestling, either I'd have been like found like real funny, or I'd been really pissed. How you gonna be mad? You won. <laughs> Doesn't work for me, brother. Okay, well I'm gonna work for you. Watch. Don't believe me, Jill. Watch. <laughs> oh man. That's the that's the HBK I fuck with. And then we finna uh, go out here and turn up. And then in 02, we had The Rock versus a rookie, Brock Lesnar. And this mm-hmm. is this is when we get that that wild ass undisputed belt that Brock was carrying. And it Brock fit, is on his way to Hollywood. It, it fit him perfectly. Uh so there's the rock. But we then, never get another rest uh SummerSlam main event out of the rock either. It's that three year stretch. That's it. And then the one classic from ninety eight. But man, Orton. He was damn near synonymous with Cena for a little bit. Oh yeah, you know they six and eight running mates. In fact, they went against each other in uh, in 07. They went against each other from 07 to 2017. <laughs> damn near. Hell, you mean? Are you, are you serious right now? Hey, please believe. Anytime Orton was against Cena, Orton was not a face at all. <laughs> not even close. Uh, even put on the classic with the unmentionable in in Canada, Orton did and won. Oh, uh, that's what was Canada. Let's see here, Orton. Mm-hmm. Let's you see what else we got. Oh, elim- uh, can't forget the elimination chamber. That was a good match. Uh, Juice. That was uh, a good one. <laughs> D Blue C. <laughs> fucking song hate me. Like the fact. Uh, oh, oh man, we had uh, 12, 12 to six Orton versus uh, versus Lesnar in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that too. Got that coconut crack to the. You white did. Meat. You did mention the one about the unmentionable though, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. He won. He won a belt. Then that was. I, th- I want to say that was the second title. If I'm not mistaken, that was that was Orton's second title that he won. I I I kept count. Wait, 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 wait. Oh four? Yeah. Oh four is his first. Was that was that thumbs up, thumbs down? Yes. Oh, 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 there you go. Oh oh four is how he took the title of youngest champion in history because Lesnar had just left with that title. There we go. Okay. All right. So thumbs up, thumbs down. I mean, it, it, that that alone. Um, I mean, Rocky had three, three, three good years. Like you said, a classic. That's not a main event, but Orton was a fixture in SummerSlam main events for quite some time. I got Orton. And this is this is one of those times where I'm like, okay, being a fixture is cool and all. How many of these matches do you really remember without going back to watch the tape? Uh, 12, 12 to six. I remember that one. Every and I'll 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 make the argument later about why you, you remember that. That's but. why. <laughs> the twelve to six is why. Uh, the unmentionable comes to mind is just the fact that uh, who it's with, like it's slowly fading from the from the brain, and that's that's not Orton's fault because it was a damn it's, good. It's match. a historic. It's a historical piece of a video for for those reasons you know because of his crowning and because of what that particular match means but 
mean, I'll be honest with you. There's a stretch of WWE that with as much wrestling as I watch on the cock pause, don't go back to those years and watch any of that. Maybe it's because I lived a lot of it in real time, but there the other part of it is like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're Mr. Videotape and DVD collection. So like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but some of, but some of this stuff is just like, it's not, it doesn't have rewatchability. If you see it once, you good. Or if you're going to just cherry pick certain matches, but personal decision. Okay. So let's, let's run down the mains here real quick for Orton. We got, I believe, six. Okay. Six uh, to three. No, no, no. We got four. We've got 16, uh, 03, 04. Oh, uh, 07. Oh, 03, 04, 07, and 13. So that's four. Um, and, four, and 13 was a cash in Mind you Oh sorry in 16 Okay so 13 was a cash in 16 was uh, was Lesnar And then you have This uh, first had it, had, it not, had it not been for this back injury He'd have got another one with Roman Like in the last two years He probably would have had two I think he would have had two Main um, events? One. Oh, oh main events Yeah I'm talking about I'm thinking of title range yeah, Main events no, for sure chill. One <laughs> Chill. You done got me on Pro Orton, but chill. Just relax. Uh, oh, 03, I'm not I'm not putting that into his greatest body of work. 04 belongs there for historical purposes. And then you really can't go wrong with the first time him and Cena go at it at SummerSlam uh, in 07. Uh, so Rock, Rock essentially anoints Brock Lesnar. Um, has has a, uh, a situation with Booker T. And then the third one is, oh, it's the triple threat where mm-hmm. uh, where Kurt Angle got knocked unconscious. I, I'm going to vote Orton just on the fact that he got a 20-piece. Man, but the star power, the star power that Rock was up against too, man, like that's a, that that kind of that kind of changes things. I mean, he he's a he's a very large goat in a room full of goats. There's no way around it. Like his impact is phenomenal, long reaching. All right, hold on. Now, now, now we're now we're going now we're going to records. Um, let's see here. So of course he beat Booker T. Um, lost to Lesnar. Lost to Lesnar, and then uh, the triple threat. I don't remember who won that. He won. Rock okay, won the triple so threat. So two and one. He, one and two. W then L. No, so he won. He beat Brook, he beat Booker T, and he won the triple threat. So he's two to one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, or two in one, should I say? Orton, on the other hand, uh, did not factor into the. Well, actually, he didn't win the elimination chamber. Obviously, so obviously he was defeated. Um. Let's see here. So there's one L for him there. He beats the unmentionable, so it's one and one. Uh, he cashed in in thirteen. I guess that's a W. Uh, so two. I mean, if he cashed in and then cashed out, 
Yep, and then he lost to Lesnar. So if we're going by percentage, uh, win loss percentage, uh, Orton is five hundred, and Rocky is six six sixty seven. So I, 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 I put Rocky up. Okay, so stories. Number one match for a number one championship for Orton versus WCW World Championship for Rocky while beating Booker T for it. Um, Kurt Angle's that was that his that was Kurt Angle's first championship match, right? For, Shit, if I know. For for a conversation's <laughs> sake, we'll say on TV that that's his first championship match. And so he he kind of did he puts him over on that and then, and then he's in, he's factoring into Brock Lesnar's first title reign. Impact is heavy on Rock. Pause. <laughs> I I got um, I got Rock man. I, I was thinking I was I was, I was trying to give I was really trying to give Orton like a lifetime achievement advancement. It's like okay, you put in twenty consecutive years, no what? breaks, no stops, other than for injury. I was trying to anoint that, but hey, look, you can't win them all. Can't win them all. Who's gang it is? All right, there it is. All right, so here we go with our official quarterfinal round. There's four names that you have not heard us mention yet. We got to talk about them too. In our first round, first official round, if we go to quarterfinals, first matchup, Randy Savage versus The Undertaker. Well, Randy, we did a lot of campaigning to get you to this point, but unfortunately, this is where we get off. Pause. <laughs> that didn't take long at all. Sorry, Savage. Dr. You got to go. Dr. Calloway. <laughs> good good uh, Bubba Red for the win. All right. John Cena, you just ran into a buzzsaw. Once again, this is your daily acknowledgement. Tribal Chief, head of the table, WWE Grand Champion. Roman Reigns. Whole lot of fucking gang shit. I mean, we we not we can't even talk about what's about to happen this year. But last year, in a last man standing match, Roman Reigns defeats Brock Lesnar. And now, as long as Roman Reigns is champion, Brock Lesnar cannot challenge for Roman Reigns' title. Impact story. Oh, let's go back another year. Uh, Cena decides to come back for the summer of Cena. Roman Reigns says, "Sit your ass down." And we and we just getting back outside too. Hmm. You do realize if it wasn't for cancer, he'd have five straight. <laughs> cancer and COVID. Because they remember twenty twenty was in talk Thunder about Dome. it. 2021 cancer, cancer and COVID stopped a five year straight run. Crack Instagram and A's. What is they what did. they did to us. <laughs> oh, and that's my, not what they finna do to this tournament, Cena. That thank you. And by the way, Roman did beat Brock Lesnar the last SummerSlam that he was in uh prior to going out for COVID and cancer. So 2018. So that's so actually Roman Reigns is on a SummerSlam streak right now. Which will probably end this year, but the last three SummerSlams he has main evented, he won. 
We can go back to 2017 where it was a fatal four-way. Brock, Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe. Names that will probably never be in a ring together again. All, all, all at the same time. And, probably not. And, uh, of course, Brock wins that one, but four viable competitors for that title. And... The, the answer's Roman whenever you I mean... There... The only other name that's as synonymous with SummerSlam during this time frame is Brock Lesnar. I'm just waiting on these one or two names I ain't heard yet that need to be spoke on. Well, get get ready. Uh, Cena, thanks for coming. Roman Reigns advances to the semifinals. We appreciate you, my boy. <laughs> no, nah, that's not even a joke. I, I definitely appreciate you, but you know, you yeah. lost the head-to-head. Pause. And... You know, you ready? Oh, uh, yeah, come on with it. The pink and black attack. Brett the Hitman Hart versus Good Try Terry. Talk to him, Suave. All right. So, <laughs> uh, we begin our journey in 1992 for Brett the Hitman Hart. Main eventing in Wembley Stadium versus the British Bulldog. Put it. Or the Intercontinental in- Championship. Put it in Wembley. Put it in, they put it in Wembley before putting it in Wembley was a thing. So then we slide further up the list as I go back to the top. Take a versus uh, Bulldog. Then we scroll up 1997 Undertaker versus Bret Hart starting the greatest heel run of <laughs> Bret Hart's career. Possibly the greatest international heel run of all time. Heart Foundation 2.0. Yes. That was yes. the incorporation of British Bulldog and uh, uh, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, uh, Loose Cannon Brian Pillman, the Nugget Owen Hart. Mm-hmm. Now, this third main event, this is really a cheat. It's not It's not the Bret Hart we know and remember because it's from, what, 2010? It's wearing a T-shirt. Yeah, he wrestled in a t-shirt, bro. Everybody chill. But it's a main event, and it counts. It does count. And then there's, you know, Good Try Terry, who was already skated by on a technicality. <laughs> I'm not letting you make it twice, huh? Uh-uh. Nah, thanks for coming, Good Try Terry. Nah, you out of there. But pink and black over yellow and red. That's what happens. All day, every day. All right, and in our last quarterfinal matchup. Come on, because this is who I'm waiting on. I'm going to let you talk your shit on this one. I, 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 already, I already know the answer, but you got a hell of an argument. Brock Lesnar versus The Rock. Well, look, we already explained why The Rock is great, and we've explained his greatness. <clears throat> so, um, name, name, I want you to name everybody that was on that list that I sent you that, that we we constructed this tournament with. Just read them off one by one. All right, Undertaker. <laughs> beat, beat him. Not just beat him. Ended his streak at WrestleMania. <laughs> no, but just even at hell, he might have beat him at. He might have beat all these people at SummerSlam too. But go ahead, beat him. Edge. Beat him. Cena. Beat him. Trips. Beat. Walked him down. <laughs> he didn't just beat him. He beat. He beat him. Beat. <laughs> Triple H. Beat him. Hogan. Beat him. Austin. 
couldn't beat him. Didn't wrestle him. Yeah, didn't have an opportunity to beat him. Didn't get a chance to beat him. The person who's in this match with him now, The Rock. Beat him. Orton. <laughs> beat him. Cross the head. Beat. <laughs> you you just applied the same Brooklyn Pencil logic that I applied to win the uh, NXT tournament for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> for, and even our, for, for even, our even our even our tribal chief has had to eat an L when being in a main event match with Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. Not a lot told. Not a lot told. At, so yes, yeah. Cena at SummerSlam, Orton at SummerSlam, The Rock at SummerSlam, Triple H at SummerSlam, The Undertaker <laughs> just barely skated by on but, some booking shit, but that's at a SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns got him in a SummerSlam. So you tell me out of a out of a twelve man tournament, one guy has knocked off at least five of these people at the event we talking about. <laughs> yeah. Fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, he says take barely skated by. That, that, not a truer word could be spoken about that situation there, but it did happen. But barely, barely. But it, yeah, it happened. It happened. All right. But yeah, Lesnar. Lesnar it is. So here here's your semifinals. Come on with it. Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Oh, oh, oh. that's interesting. Uh my nostalgia's kicking in. I think I feel like it's Taker. You, you think? I want you I want you right. let, let's let's run it down. Let's run it down. We know out of five years. Three of those years belong to Roman and the other two belong to cancer and COVID. You with me? Mm-hmm. All right. And 94, Taker versus Taker. Great story. Not a bad, not not a good match. Not a great match. It, it was that was for children. I was a kid. That was for kids. That's a fact. 100%. And you're going up against WCW, who's taking all the older WC uh, WWE. Uh, talent. So yeah, you're absolutely right. That so was this is this is July. Well, this is August '94. So you would be you back doing Bash at the Beach, which is the first Hogan Flair pay per view match. Mm-hmm. So WCW is taking a turn and venturing into Cartoon Land. Kinda, because w- that's a because it's a precursor to Nitro, the which Dungeon is, of Doom. Yep. I mean, it's, I mean, Nitro's a year later. And so, Dungeon, and the Dungeon of Doom was a whole lot of part of that. There was a lot of cartoon shit going on. Still, now WWF is starting to try to pick the nose up on the airplane from the dive that it was going through. <laughs> but we still got more cartoon shit to deal with. But we're about to shift into uh, smaller heavyweights faster action pace things of that nature so yeah all right this is very much the bret hart Shawn michaels era that's that's about to overtake the overtake the airways oh funny you should mention that because the next uh, next exhibit for taker is versus bret hart and a loss to bret hart bing bong thick thick layers of story going on because that loss to bret hart is what gets you the first hell in the cell match the first Hell in a Cell match is what gets you Kane. Kane is what gets you the Brothers of Destruction and possibly the best story WWF slash E had ever told until the Bloodline. 
All right. All right. I like that. I like that. And then you follow that up with a uh, 1998 Stone Cold Steve Austin win versus Dana Taker for the WWF Championship. It's Austin. Like, again, also wrapped up in the Kane Undertaker saga, wrapped up in the, the, the Vince McMahon versus Steve Austin story. They're all being used as chess pieces by individual sides. The, the the whole pay-per-view was themed after the idea that Austin wasn't going to be able to beat The Undertaker. With SummerSlam 1998, Highway to Hell. Because people didn't beat The Undertaker like that. I, That's why Mankind is so fucking famous. Because people I, weren't beating him like that. I love what you're doing with this. Let's go back to August 21st, 2021. SummerSlam, of course. Cena versus Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Bloodline is actually a thing at this point. Mm-hmm. And here we are, two summers later, still with Bloodline. And in the, in the, in the middle of that is another Roman Reigns Brock, Brock Lesnar match in which Roman Reigns prohibits Brock Lesnar from ever challenging for his title as long as he's wearing it. You think that was more for the people in the back than it was for just him and Brock? Like, I don't. It was more for the people in the stands, to be honest with you, because how many times have we seen Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania as in the case of emergency break glass to the point where people were leaving? Like, which is why I'm saying it's for it's to handcuff the motherfuckers in the back. You can't keep using this as a fail safe. I mean, 2018 Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I mean,. They are the most on again, off again couple I have ever seen. And it's so funny that they're they're older, their elder years, and, and they this, don't even be hugged up on Facebook like that. Yeah, their elder years are, are far surpassing the earlier years when people just didn't act like they didn't want to see them. Now they sit, they tuning in because they think it's supposed to be a bloodbath or you, you know a you stretch fest. That, you can book that match as the main event of a pay per view again and do the same thing. Because people are going to watch it. You want to see what's going to happen. Roman is at a level now where you don't expect him to lose. Lesnar has been there. So anytime you see him lose, it's a shock. All right. So for uh, for the record of these two competitors for Summer, for SummerSlam. No, no, no. No, no. Actually, it's Roman for the record. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm talking about in the matchup period. No, so, <laughs> so, I'm not, so, I'm so, not, I'm not here for the rest of this shit. I'm not here for it. All right, so, well, guess it's Granada Criteria. All right, as we look at our rules yet again. Moments, I'm giving the moments to Taker. Okay. Uh, Ma- match and story. story quality. Yeah. Push. So, story. Push. We we can't we can't do we can't do that for either one of them because they both are like one A one B. Push. All right. Memorable yeah. moments. Kane. So you got Roman turning the room, ring over. Kane. Just came and uh, one, 
And then we we haven't even counted the the matches where they're not the main event. Because Taker's going to have more of those just because he had a longer career. He started earlier. Damn. Take take your advances. I tried to tell you ten minutes ago, but you thought you was gonna no. Thought you was gonna whip we, we have to, we have, gonna we finagle have, some we shit. We have to apply broken pencil logic to this shit. I had applied that already. Bret Hart versus Brock Lesnar. Well, Bret, I love you, and I, I I I really do. I appreciate everything that you've done. I don't care about Brock Lesnar's record in this. We got. The coconut split twelve to six, and we got Suplex City out of SummerSlam. I'm good with those two. Brett has the has the 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 gold star of putting the Intercontinental Championship in a main event of a pay per view of a Big Four pay per view in, in the ninety thousand seat arena or stadium. Factually, that can never be erased. Yeah, that's yep. that's pretty yep. that's 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 pretty phenomenal. The ninety seven match is is. Like I say, it's the launch pad or part of the launching pad for for the greatest heel run of his career. One of the greatest heel runs of the modern wrestling eras. Certainly one of the better heel runs of the Attitude Era. Um, then there's Lesnar. <laughs> we cast checks. Then there's Lesnar. <laughs> like then there's Lesnar. It's I'm walking everything down. Like this man comes Where? off oh. he, he comes back from UFC goes back into UFC pops dirty and then signs a contract for WWE okay think about this if not for Brock Lesnar coming back in 2012 One. where would the WWE be right now there's no telling Exactly. There's absolutely no telling. Like they don't. Uh, we don't. What what star? Exactly. What star do we have in in the interim? Because and then then who do you? What star do you have to rub up against someone to get them where they need to be? Now, of course, Cena's there, but as many people know, if you lived it in real time, people had grown stale of Cena just being Super Cena over and over and over again. That was one of the reasons why you needed a Brock Lesnar. Eight. Wow. From from 2011 mm-hmm. to 2022, eight of those 12 belong to Brock Lesnar. Just, Man, turn this shit off. Just in appearances. Turn, turn it off. Turn all of it off. Just shut this shit down. Pencil pushers. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. SummerSlam. I, I guess I mean I need to go over the final. The final is Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar, but <laughs> Swap. And he beat him too. Swap. And he beat him too. Your winner and the first ever Broken Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast and Radio Show Infused with Hip Hop, Mr. SummerSlam. The the beast. Brock Lesnar. Beat people up. Share, and like, subscribe, Chris. download. <laughs> At Broken Missile BC on everything. 12, 12 to 6, and then roll credits in the lower bottom, the lower third. It's over with. At Broken Missile BC on what? Everything. <laughs> Swap, take them to the house. On your <laughs> Suplex City, bitch. <laughs> Pencil pushes. Heads up, <laughs> pencils down. Love you, Texas.
tell him tell him next time like if i talk if i tell you a duck can pull a truck and shut the fuck up and hook him up what you mean i'm not gonna throw headphones two episodes in roast wall i don't know what i don't know what you're holding on to him for you had to pack them bitches up what try say man y'all saw he tried me man my heart Oh no, don't don't go Fred G. Sanford and ran this bitch now. No, Elizabeth, he ain't going nowhere. The dance is your chance. <laughs> Look, what what it was? He thought he's gonna be able to play me right before we get on the plane. No, no. <laughs> think just because we was in the same, this is our last time in the same state that you was gonna play me? Uh, last yeah. last time as a resident, not my last time. Think bigger, last, bigger, last time better. as a resident of the state. Bigger and better. Bigger and better. You end up. You keep trying me. End up as a ward of the state. Stop <laughs> playing the fuck around with me, man. Twelve to six. Convict. Akon <laughs> and Young Jeezy. Time to take it easy. <laughs> okay.